I just learned the best spell of all. What's that? Sleep. Welcome back to My Alchemical Bromance. This is Eric Arneson, and in this episode, I'm going to be interviewing Keats Ross, musician, magician, master of We the Hallowed, head dude for Dakota Slim, maybe the only dude on Dakota Slim. I'm, and we don't get around to introducing the podcast until a couple minutes in, so just sit back and relax and enjoy our excellent, excellent conversation. What isn't popular, you know? What? That's the thing I'm having an issue with. What like, isn't popular? Yeah, what isn't popular? You can find a community or a circuit of there people so in many, like any, you know. know. And there are so many people, right? Yeah, there's like, so many. Yeah. Like, how many people have to like something before it's considered popular? Right. Do they have to be in one spot? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I Do guess they? that makes sense. No. I, w- I mean, it would in music, I would think. Like... Uh, but, different uh, musical genres, like locally, I would say. If you had like like locally, post rock is very popular in Portland. That's true. But it's also really popular no matter what. But if you had ten people from every state, yeah, downloading one of your albums, <laughs> that'd be like that would be a lot. Five hundred people. people, right? Yeah. <laughs> and and ten people in every state, like they might, they probably don't even know each other. They might just be scattered around the state. Like let's say they didn't even know each other. You, right. Is your music popular? Um, maybe there is, like, uh, like, popular in the sense that it gains traction easily. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know if popular has to, has much to do with just populace Oh, listening. It, popularity is like a vector. Right, right. So, so a change in, a change in attention. An easier grab, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you're easy to find and... Pop music. You know, yeah, because there is like this. Uh... Well, pop music's a formula, though. I mean, pop music they right. like they build it specifically to talk to to become popular. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's it's a trick. Exactly, it's yeah. a trap. It's with the psychoacoustics. Yeah, it's like her was it frequencies over five k elicit interest. Really? Yeah, and so I studied this in college, and uh, how do we so... generate? How do we generate a noise I like know, that? Right? No, I mean, I've often considered messing with psychoacoustics with, like, the podcasts and stuff. Hmm. I do a bit, like, hold on, hold on. on the album, but, like, I don't know. There's something, like... Uh, Can, I think you should introduce yourself. Oh, yeah. Hi. My name is Keats Ross. <laughs> this is my alchemical this bromance. Is, yeah. This is his alchemical bromance. And uh, this is Keats Ross. Um, we're We're finishing the, the, the triangle, the magic triangle, the That's trifecta right. of... Portland, we had weirdo a name. occult. We, we did, yeah, weirdo occult podcasts. Um, because yeah. you know, so far, I've been on the Alex cast a couple times. Mm-hmm. I've been on your podcast, Prague Magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex has been on your podcast. You've been on his podcast. Yep. And the only leg of that we didn't fix was yeah. us. Sorry. I, I think when we were all hanging out, <laughs> we recently, tried. you were. Your question was, "Who's the asshole here? Who hasn't had somebody else on there?" It, it, podcast. It, it was and me. It yeah. turned out I'm the asshole. It was you. Yeah. Hashtag asshole. Hashole. <laughs> um, I was thinking. Uh, speaking of the name, my chemical, myochemical bromance. Uh-huh. I know you didn't pick it, but why isn't it myochemical bromance? 
Why isn't it? <laughs> I was just thinking I don't about know. that. I was like, damn. Oh, that is a good question. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'll ask Matt. I'll yeah, ask yeah, Matt. Why yeah. not As my you, alchemical brumet? If you could, if you could send him a note for me and just be like, hey, why isn't it this? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, maybe if we had more brewing on, but right, this yeah, would be like yeah. in conjunction with what the podcast was originally, which is more mm-hmm. yeah. beer based and we yeah. really yeah I mean that doesn't happen all the time I mean we're drinking beer right now I'm drinking beer we're, you're drinking yeah. a pink cider I'm drinking um, <laughs> thanks Eric uh, tell, tell me everybody. tell me what that's, that's about like why is it pink it's uh it tastes pink yeah yeah so it tastes like pink beer is it like strawberries or something it tastes like uh drunk apples drunk apples okay mm-hmm. cool cool I'm drinking a uh it, it tastes like a uh, fraternity uh were they bobbing for apples, but instead mm-hmm. it's beer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's more like a sorority. There you go. Perhaps okay. There you go. Yeah. yeah, a rosé. Well, <laughs> I hope it's delicious. <laughs> it's it's good. Yeah. Good. Good. Uh, all right. So I haven't been drinking. So this is this is my like my uh, cheat because I can't just go straight yeah. in. Oh right. Like well, I had been. I mean, you know what happens? You know, if you haven't been drinking for a little while and you start again, it really loosens you up. So this is going to be a ri- this, this is going to be a tell-all episode. Oh, goodness. We're going to get the, the guts of Keith Ross. <laughs> the nitty-gritty. What do you want to know? <laughs> well, I kind of want to know a couple things. <laughs> All right. So, when I first met you, uh-huh. it was like was it a year ago? It was about a year ago, right? Yeah. Probably. And you had like 10 different names. Oh, yeah. Tons of different identities. Yeah, you'd, still kind of do. Gone through the whole thing with your. Uh, you'd had like a during the big solstice. What was that 2018? The big solstice 2017. The 27. The August. You mean the? Yeah, the big the, the full the eclipse, solar the total, eclipse, yeah. not the solstice. The big solar eclipse. Yeah, yeah. Where it was. Uh, I mean, you know, I've told the story of my eclipse experience. Right, right. You had a pretty intense eclipse experience that ended up like life changing. Yeah, it changed your life, and you sort of it kind of went on for a while, and then you mm-hmm. did another eclipse ritual just yeah. this January. Yes. Um, that kind was of not bookending it, but yeah, totally. But another. kind of trying to. What, what were you? Aww. <laughs> <laughs> that was right on cue. That, yeah. So, um, what was the intent of this uh, other ritual? Um, well, I've been going through. I guess you could call it sort of like a chapel perilous situation, mm-hmm. where yeah. it was uh, a lot of my um, magical experiences mm-hmm. and my experiences with. I don't know. Uh, let's let's just say, you know, kind of recalibrating life and mm-hmm. pretty much all of its facets. Yeah, was you know hard to tell what was um, kind of outside of my imagination or was actually. I, I'm trying not to sound as crazy as it sounds in my head talking about it. You're not going to sound like the craziest person okay. on the podcast, so don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just mean like. Uh, it was, it all kind of was a tundra of, you know, this psychical kind of resurgence and reformation in my life, but mm-hmm. it was also mirrored and uh, just the day-to-day isms, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. And so it was, um, to me, the January one was more about kind of gratitude or kind mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, recalibrating again, but in a in a happy sort of way. Yeah. The first one was out of desperation. Right. Right. So this next one was you more had... of a touchstone kind of. Okay. So yeah. you, it, it was sort of, it was maybe like a, it was like a refocusing kind of right. Like you had. <clears throat> yeah. You had time to actually stop and think about what you were doing, and so time to sort of. The August one was like I blew up the ship, mm-hmm. and then 
the next one was like I managed to find my way to land mm-hmm. so now let's build something well there's gonna be more eclipses coming out oh yeah yeah so well I thought the uh, the last and I don't know how much I had to do with the eclipses so to speak you know I don't know I yeah. don't know what I was doing right but I was doing something right yeah, it, yeah. a lot of change uh, came in so many drastic ways but um, yeah, I don't know how much it has to do with the eclipses themselves, and I know that we're done with the major ones for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And I think the next big one is 2024. So that's, so that's you know, in, it's going to be in that's Texas. That's a variable I can't really experiment yeah. with. Um, well, all right, so then let's talk about, like, you've got some cool projects, right? Yeah. Right. Uh, so you've got We the Hollowed. Yeah. You've got Prag Magic, which mm-hmm. is a part of We the Hollowed. Yeah, everything's kind of part of We the Hollowed, everything that I do. Uh So let's start with We the Hollowed. Describe this puppy. So We the Hollowed was uh, initially supposed to be an art collective Mm -hmm. that was kind of... It was a bunch of disparate individual artists that kind of unified together under a folklore. Mm -hmm. And we all kind of banded together to kind of create the tenets. And it was a lot of the pageantry of it and the Mm -hmm. artistic idea of setting up uh, a collective or a, you know, um, I don't know, just a, a church in a way. Yeah. And then um, it turned into a very pragmatic thing where we started coming together and putting out compilations and zines. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now we have the website, which is doing kind of picking up the slack of what Disinfo was doing or trying, mm-hmm. starting to. I shouldn't say it's it's not there yet. But so it's this multimedia uh intent on magical folkloric ideologies that are apparent within each artist that's working huh. if that makes sense yeah 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 um yeah i for, yeah we'll, we'll come back to the disinfo thing um right, right. because that's an interesting story and i bet you a lot of people out there are kind of curious as to what happened to it but yeah. so out of we the hollowed um You've got your music stuff, like Dakota Slim, and uh, are you doing other music stuff? Is that your main project? I was. So Dakota Slim is something I've been doing since I was 14. Oh. Yeah. I I was, you know, recording music on cassette tapes and too shy and too kind of Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, felt too goofy or ridiculous to be, you know, taken seriously by my friends, so I put it under a different name. Mm -hmm. And this might circle back to why... I had so many different names and all the other things, or uh-huh. different personas. It's kind of a way to exercise different ideas without feeling tethered to right, you know any of the gunk and, that yeah, is yeah. Keats Ross or whatever. So, so Dakota Slim has been the the solo thing I've been doing for I don't know a long, long time now. And, and you're still using that name. Still though. using it. Yeah. yeah, it was in hibernation for a while, and I had a band or two, and. Mm-hmm. Well, I was talking to Mary, my girlfriend, uh, the other day. We were kind of laughing because anytime I'm going through something heavy, like I was talking about earlier, mm-hmm. I end up creating some big thing. And it's usually a record. Mm-hmm. It's usually an album. And so I've got over, like, 11 albums out. Cause, you know, That's amazing, though. There's no, but, like, the, the journey of uh-huh. he's had 11 nervous breakdowns kind of, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, so... <laughs> It's, it's, I don't know how much of it's just more of a exorcism, you mm-hmm. know? But, yeah, it's it's been my main vex, and it's my main entry point into magic, too. Yeah. 
Audiomancy. Audiomancy. Yeah. 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 Uh, all right. Well, first, tell me, like, or tell the listeners. The listeners are probably going to... I've heard your music, and I, I really enjoy it. It's... It's... I don't know how to describe it. I don't have good music good. describing words, but oh, no, it's got great. this sort of... I don't want to call it folkish, but it's got yeah. this kind of, like... Uh... There's something in it that almost reminds me of sort of Tom's Waits-ish sort of stuff, like a kind of like smacking, banging noise, yeah, yeah. and then some like guitar-y stuff going on, and it, and then weird electronic-y stuff. Mm-hmm. How do you describe it? When you tell, if somebody asks you like, no, let's say a baby boomer asks you like, oh, yeah. what kind of music do you play? Um, I say <laughs> that's a good question. You know, like my grandfather was always a hard one because mm-hmm. he'd always tell me to be a country singer. Ah. Or something, you know? And I was like, well, you know, I can't... It was hard to show him what I was doing, you know? It's uh, it's urban post-country. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and there's, you know, for lack of trying to come up... Because, you know, jokingly we were calling it Desert Goth. Desert Goth? With some <laughs> some friend jokingly referred it to. So now I can't uh, describe it without being somewhat ironic, you know? Because uh-huh. it's, it's more fun talking about what it... Sounds like in those genre terms than yeah. anything, but it's just um, yeah, singer songwriter, just off his rocker, off his rocker, off his rocker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like office rocker, office rocker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Neckties and banjos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, so all right. So I liked your blurb. If I could have on the back of an album, just ellipses. Uh-huh. It's uh ellipses and then your name <laughs> it's uh <laughs> Eric L. Arneson yeah um, alright so then audiomancy so you use it yeah. as sort of um, like a sigil creation device yeah I mean yeah I think more so the audiomancy comes in how I've learned to construct the music mm-hmm. and it craft in its own way of you know uh, I use I would say I don't know kind of uh, parapsychological kind of methods mm-hmm. to get ideas and to get even like chord structures sometimes or give me an example like what would you well do? I had a thing I call them dims yeah uh, they're like these sessions I have that I was doing since I was a kid I wrote about it I'll send you a thing but it's a uh, I used to make these tape samples where I would cut up, you know, cassette tapes and I learned how to glue them together mm-hmm. and kind of make these mutant, like, tones and tussles. Oh, wow. And I found that if I did it in such a way or, like, I sat and meditated in such a way, I would hit some, I would hit trances. Yeah, okay. And so it grew into me using, recording me hitting, like you were saying, kitchen sink percussion. Mm-hmm. But in a trance rhythm and then you know finding a melody or something right. like yeah and, and it's it's I can kind of see that yeah. in the way it sounds and it's kind of it gets psychotronic I used to have like a uh, an old cupboard uh-huh. that I put a twin mattress in and I put a amp in there uh-huh. and like I would go in there and uh, turn on the amp and I would turn on like the tape loops and do things and just kind of roll and get with these like rhythms and things and Uh you know I would have these ideas of 
I wouldn't say visions necessarily, but yeah, you know, yeah, visions, yeah. musical visions, Mu- musical visions, uh, like uh, Asians. Yeah, concepts would come to me, yeah. and you know, I would hit these spaces where I started noticing that if I would play something with it, or if I'd hit something, it was like an anchor uh-huh. to keep me from getting too wily, and that's kind of where the formulation of like working within the American song structure uh-huh, uh-huh. like I get a lot because it's kind of the language of which I can communicate what all this other shit is and yeah, say yeah. you know have you noticed that like all these like weird esoteric occult musician types it's all just like noise music a lot of it is a lot of it is oh yeah but to me the whole point was like translating what that is in a way that I could translate it do you think it's possible for other for for your audience for your listeners yeah, yeah. to use your music yeah. in a magical sense or in a trance inducing way? Uh, I think I think it could be. I often thought I sold for a little bit um, the drum sessions I was mm-hmm. doing, and like the early twenty aughts or whatever, I was selling some of my tape loops and stuff to like hip hop artists uh-huh. as like weird rhythms and ramshackle things and I would get feedback sometimes that it's like oh shit that's other world you know or like because it I don't know I'm sure a lot of other things were used to help induce a sort of trance Uh you know but speaking of which tomorrow is bicycle day you know I don't know that Uh, what's a bicycle uh, a bicycle (laughs) 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 tomorrow's the anniversary of the first time um Albert Hoffman took LSD on purpose. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I should know that. It's. Uh, I think it was. I want to say it was 1953 or oh, something. Or okay. Something like that. No. Maybe okay. it's older than longer. Long, I'm surprised I don't know that. Yeah. Well, now you do. I have awesome. it in my phone. It what are you going to do? Here. Me? Uh, well, it's also the beginning of Passover, so it's I'm going to go to a seder. Moon. Yeah. It's a pink moon. Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go to a seder and um, not take drugs word yeah consciously not consciously take. not take drugs but if someone put it in my yeah. if someone you know slipped it into my <laughs> kosher wine it's the first time erica larson didn't consciously take lsd oh god it's a holiday i don't want that to happen yeah no um but uh yeah but yeah i see what you mean like i don't um i think i see where you're getting like the psychedelic mm-hmm. aspects and uh yeah, I've definitely had my time with psychedelics, but I've never used them for music. Music, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you? Um, so, but like when you when you're doing the audiomancy stuff, when you're doing the stuff with the music, do you ever um, uh, like encode uh, spells, spell work so, into the music, like a like a sigil or like a hyper sigil sort of situation? So I would do things where there were a time where I sat in a kind of like circle with different uh, chord structures that were basic sigils. Mm -hmm. And there would be a thing where I'd hit rhythms. You know, there's like all sorts of different methods, but as far as like the... I have friends that have done like MIDI and they'll draw the sigil in MIDI. Oh. You know? And it's Uh almost like very literal about it. But no, mine has been more... Um, what comes out, what I see, it's always been true to what it starts out as. So, mm-hmm. like, for example, there was this one song 
um, where I was getting this like, oh, this is a crazy story, but I, w- I was getting this like, you know, mm-hmm. sort of rhythm, and I would build off of that and hit these like runner highs. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the thing. It's you know, there's only other time I've kind of hit these levels of been like heavy exertion. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, I envisioned this like coyote demon, like you know, witch mm-hmm. goddess. This like almost kind of New Mexican Anasazi folktale-ish face coyote thing. Demon witch. You goddess. know, you know, it's some yeah. some like it's like a little kid would kind mm-hmm. of envision. Yeah. And this happens to me all the time. I, in my later years, as I'm investigating this stuff, because this is all, this mm-hmm. is all just kind of a weird experiment I was doing. I didn't really have any form or logic around it. Yeah. When I was starting, I would discover things that I was seeing or witnessing that correlated. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I found out that there's these uh, Zoroastrian Persian beasts called Druj. But the Druze, mm-hmm. and it's like how I spelt it, and they kind of were. Um, they're what you saw. They're sorry. what I saw. Yeah, huh. yeah. That's cool. And so there's a lot of weird tethers in that, and so yeah, it's been trying to. I I, I don't know what, if at all, I can like decipher from it on a big scale, but it's definitely been. Uh, just revealing to me is like the most the purest way I can get to tap in any of this is through art it's yeah. like through creating yeah sounds like something you just gotta keep working on and, yeah. and you know take note of those visions right because those are you know that's cool yeah so and they form a lot of um, you know stories I was working on a comic mm-hmm. book that was kind of built on them and like a lot of projects but they really do fill that yeah, uh, Imaginarium thing Excuse me That's cool A little cider burp <laughs> <laughs> Notice you didn't hear it Because oh, it's a cider burp Right Cider burps are silent Yeah Cider burp rules Although that's a really good microphone I'm sure it just picked it up Oh that's going to be gross <laughs> It's a cheap microphone Just a really quiet burp <laughs> Anyway um, Alright so uh, Alright Audiomancy That's a fascinating topic So in, I took the term uh, The term is from a local writer named his name is Ezra Sanzer Bell. Oh, I know him. Yeah, yeah. And he Wait, wrote he wrote I? a book called Astro Music. I have that book. And it's about the correlation between like you know the yeah. ho- the horoscope or the, uh, astrology and musical mm-hmm. theory and, and all that. And the second book was called Audiomancy. Oh. And I call what I do Audiomancy just because in the literal sense of what it is you know yeah. kind of song sorcery mm-hmm. but I do always want to give credit because I think his website is audiomancy okay or something yeah I met him he took a class for me um, oh, cool. I think I can't remember which I, I taught two classes for the Portland underground grad school one of them was the history of cryptography and the other one was the history of secret societies very cool I think he took the history of cryptography from me, and he gave me that book at the end of the class. Nice. Um, so I've read a little bit of it. Uh, it's an interesting book. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's uh, very theoretical, you know. Yeah, I'll have to get back into it again. I yeah. I know exactly where it is. It's sitting on my shelf in a spot that I look at frequently. So. But yeah, I always have to preface that, you know, because in our um, in our community, it's mm-hmm. like you know those terms. I feel can be like 
taken or mm-hmm. taken for granted, and I just want to make sure that you know I, I borrow the term knowingly. Yeah, <laughs> but it has nothing to do with his audiomancy. You know what? I'll make sure that there's a link to his website in the show notes. Yeah, I yes. mean it's important. It's important. Yeah. You know? But yeah. So you okay? All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna totally just uh, one eighty. Split off in a different direction. I, I was, you were talking about all this stuff. It made me think, uh, some of the stuff you're talking about made me think of Gary Lockman. Yeah, yeah. And then when I thought about Gary Lockman, I was suddenly reminded you had Mitch Horowitz on your freaking podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. How'd you get Mitch Horowitz on your podcast? I asked. You just asked it. He was uh, like, yes. Well, no, that's not true. You know what? That's not true. Okay. I wrote a review of The Miracle Club. Oh. For wethehollow.org. Okay. And it did really well. It got. Lots some traction yeah. and he picked it up and uh, I used that as kind of a hey while as a, you're as an in while you're yeah sharing this oh. and he was absolutely a gorgeous dude yeah like, he, I loved super the sweet. conversation you guys had nice. a, I mean it was great yeah. yeah it was a really good episode uh, and it was I, one yeah. of those like he's he's kind of a big name now he's and having a moment he's having a moment and yeah. uh and it was just sort of, um, I was just really shocked when it happened, you know, because he was, he was like your seventh episode or something like that. He's my, yeah, it was like, I don't know, I'm only on like episode 20. Yeah, yeah. so he was, so you, you like, you, it, it, like when I saw it happen, I was like, how did you do that with so few? Yeah. But then I remember like a culture's first um, guest was John Crowley, who wrote the, oh, really? who wrote the Egypt series. I um, didn't know that. Which is an incredible set of books so Honestly, I guess I sometimes you just have to ask there's only a few and I, we know yeah. the people there's only a few that actually gauge your worth by listenership or how many episodes <laughs> you've done <laughs> you know and those those people you know are kind of spoil the whole carton but yeah at the same time like honestly everybody this this community is brilliant vibrant beautiful everybody's wanting wanting to help and wanting to be heard and it's to, true and it's you know. so it's so diverse there's so many yeah. different branches of the of the of the community Ugh. and even like in occult podcasting you know yeah. um, uh, there's just, there's so much room for all of us right you know, because um, I mean I feel like my pod I don't know does my pod do I so like you you get a glitch bottle yeah and Glitch Bottle is, is pretty much all uh, grimoire stuff. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, you go to, uh, you know, Rune Soup. and But that's more yeah, cold personality. Yeah, Rune yeah, that's true, yeah. that's true, that's I true. I mean, you, you are too, to a degree, because I feel that you uh, elevate the material, like you as personality, elevate whatever is being talking. Am I like a... Talking uh, about? Do I have like some sort of... Are you trying to tell me that I'm popular? I'm, I'm trying to say that you're pop music. Yeah. Uh, you're pop music, baby. I, I'm Star like the, stage and screen. I'm like the I'm like the forgotten K-pop of no, but podcasting. Every, I think it's pretty well known within the community that my alchemical bromance don't fuck around. You know, yeah, it's like yeah. that's it's it's a uh, it's an honor to be a guest on it right now. You don't now. have to... Like, it's way too late to butter me I up. know, right? <laughs> no, but seriously, if now that we're talking about it... Yeah. Maybe there should be more of that, you know? Buttering each know. other up? Or, you know what I mean? Just, like, more of a... I think it can get weird and competitive in any art form. Yeah. I, I think you're right. Yeah. I, and, you know, I mean, I guess that's one reason why uh, I'm glad that, like, you, me, and Alex are all 
wait. You, Alex, and I, just yeah. in case my mom listens. Oh, yeah. You, Alex, and I, uh, you know, we don't really, uh, we don't really always aim at the same stuff, but you know, there's overlap. Yeah. But it's really fun that we're able to like collaborate and talk to each other and be like, oh, here's a guest, you know. So like, right. Alex and I both had Vanessa Kindle on. That was pretty fun, but our episodes were super different. Um, She's uh, the uh, goat. Sumerian. Yeah, yeah. Sumerian. Yeah, uh, she, uh, uh, she bought a record of mine because of you or your good podcast yeah cool. super sweet talk to her for yeah. a bit yeah can't wait to have her on yeah she's she's a she's an interesting like one of the things that's so great about it is like she is nerded out so hard on the Sumerian stuff yeah, yeah and she's not done right like there's so much left to discover and she's always like coming up with new stuff it's pretty cool yeah I uh you know with the whole move I was going through I would have had her on but mm-hmm. there was a passing idea that oh if she's on Alex's and Eric's maybe it's too much but give no. her a month yeah you know yeah. i don't know i don't know either yeah. i don't know well you know there are um there are definitely like uh occult authors out there who when they publish a book bu- a book they kind of hit the circuit oh yeah and they show up on a ton of podcasts like uh robert bonomo is a good one yeah yeah um he came on my podcast and i'm i think i might have been as i don't know if i was his first for because he he published a uh, or he uh Put out this um, YouTube documentary on the um, tarot? on the tarot, yeah, yeah, which was really good, um, and he sort of like hit the circuit and showed up on a bunch of podcasts at once. And Jason Miller does the same thing, you know. So, right. So you know, I guess yeah, yeah. we are um, we it's are good. a marketing outlet. Yeah, I yeah. hope so. I mean, kind of a, in our in our worst days. Yeah. You know what I mean? But to me, it was always like just a selfish way to glean knowledge I've always been kind of a it's a super great way to meet and get really interesting conversations with super fascinating people I've always had just such a hard time you know I was a ruffian when I was younger and just Uh always had a hard time with um authority or you know never really had uh a mentorship or Mm -hmm. any of that and so this has given me an avenue to like really glean from folks like yourself you know uh-huh. all especially going through this crazy metaphysical uh tundra i was talking about earlier oh yeah and like having the ability to just reach out and be like hey do you mind if i pick your brain about this yeah yeah, yeah. it's incredible well, i think we... that's my thing though too i leave okay. the heavy lifting for guys like yourself I don't do the heavy lifting. I do medium lifting, and I leave the heavy lifting for other people. Well, you know what I mean. Like, yeah. That's not... That was never my intention was to have an occult podcast where I'm, like, the occult podcast. Right. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. It was always, like... This is a personal kind of grimoire mm-hmm. of, like, me... You know, it's it's about art. Like, pragmatic is... What's more pragmatic than art, right? Absolutely. And so, like, it's not not supposed to be the resource <laughs> because I can't there are better men than I there are oh. better women than I to yeah. do it you know and so yeah I've just been super lucky and then I gotta gotta sure. kick it up a notch catch up um, so before uh, We the Hollowed yeah yeah you were involved in Disinfo uh, no I was in, uh, Disinfo We the Hollowed has been around for a while okay okay but and, you were involved with Disinfo yes. before it Oh, before uh, We the Hollowed yeah. became, yeah, the before blog. You, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I was in Disinfo. It was. It was you and A total dream Thad come McCracken. true. I mean, it was a ton of people. Yeah. A ton of writers. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, 
yeah, I mean, I, you know, the Disinfo Book of Lies was uh, such a major turning point in my young life. Oh, I had man. grown up with Robert Anton Wilson, my father knew mm-hmm. him, and Timothy Leary was around, and Marilyn Ferguson. I had all these people in my life, but I didn't get to know them for myself. Because you were too busy being a too rebel. Busy being a rebel a kid. against the rebels. <laughs> no, I was too busy being just oh, young. Yeah, yeah. You know? right. Just a kid. Oh, yeah, I guess that was a long time ago. Yeah, and so when I was older, finding, you know, the Disinfo Book of Lives and having everybody, Grant Morrison, William S. Burroughs, mm-hmm. Genesis Peorage, Austin Osmond Spare, I mean, everybody is in that book. Yeah. Um, for, me, for my formative shit. So getting to be a writer on Disinfo or, like, share mm-hmm. a masthead, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. With other people. That must have been amazing. Lineage. It was such a high five, even though it didn't resemble at all what uh-huh. it used to be. Right. The Richard Metzger years were long gone. I know. Yeah. Those were amazing years. Yeah. I, uh, I got the Disinfo DVD set. Like, yeah. This is after the TV show. Disinfo TV? Oh. Come and, come and gone, but yeah. like he put out some DVDs. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I loved those. I watched those episodes over and over and over again. And then such the Disinfo chat. conference with... Oh, yeah. But then, of course... Grant Morrison's yeah. talk D- on chaos Simple magic. Con, man. Man, that was... And yeah. then, yeah, that was... Uh, so, Disinfo died. If I can just say real quick, yeah. throughout all the interviews I've done with people uh, that I find influential, mm-hmm. um, a lot of them source that book. A lot of yeah. them, but especially a lot of them source the Grant Morrison Disinfo God. That start, yeah. was such an incredible talk. It, uh, in it of itself was yeah. an egregore, you know? Oh, for sure. He 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 sigilized his sigil yeah. talk, for sure, or yeah. something. Um, yeah, I mean, it's funny. Like, I didn't watch that. I didn't get a hold of that until after I'd already been practicing for quite a while. Right. Uh, and Chaos Magic was never really my thing. But after watching that, I was sort of like, oh, maybe I should try some Chaos Magic. Well, and I think, yeah. So, I mean, that's another episode in of itself. Because I've been having this really weird internal like psychical tug of war with with chaos magic what it is now what mm-hmm. it's regarded as what it you know what yeah what it was really... intended to be maybe mm-hmm. and, i haven't really um kept my finger on the pulse of that. and i don't think there's a pulse to be a finger kept on yeah <laughs> you know i really do believe that it's for you know the mutts i believe it's for people that kind of have a hard time with ancestral magic mm-hmm. or don't have some kind of direct lineage or source and they're you know it's about creating or customizing your own yeah you know through the reverence and through the devotion or respect of a lot of other things i think a lot of people think it's just kind of this willy-nilly burn everything down mm-hmm. you know masturbate a sigil and <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of the cartoon that it's turned into it does and I, feel like a cartoon and I think it's like it's like going it's joining an anarchy club mm-hmm. you know what I mean it's yeah. like calling yourself a chaos magic chaos magician and you know wearing that uniform is ridiculous it's like it's w- not the uniform is very close to goth yeah or like uh, you know the cyberpunk uh, red cyberpunk yeah, yeah. chaos magician I mean it is a uniform <laughs> it you is you know like and people would argue and I've talked to people that would argue that chaos magic is a defined thing yeah it is the phil hein you know mm-hmm. it is the peter carroll thing yeah. but i disagree i think much like punk rock it's an attitude it's not a mohawk and a leather jacket yeah i agree and i think that the chaos magic attitude 
you know, the ability that you like, or the the concept of like trying something until it works. You know, if yeah. it works, you keep doing it. Yeah, pragmatic. Uh, yeah, yeah, prag- <laughs> yeah, it's very pra- yeah. pragmatical. Um, that's that's been around forever. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's a it's an old idea that that we had stopped paying attention to, and stuff had started to get kind of stale. So when chaos magic happened when you know phil hein and peter carroll mm-hmm. wrote their books and and all that stuff sort of came out into the public it i think it helped reinvigorate a lot of stuff i think a lot of people were suddenly realizing like oh yeah it doesn't have to be you know you don't right if it works you do it right yes yeah yeah, yeah. and it's hard too because i do think there's a devotional aspect that needs addressing with it mm-hmm. i think that it's important to if you're going to be fucking with all these unseen things and un, you know yeah uh, from other realms like there is a devotion that needs to be there and I mm-hmm. think there is people mistake that in chaos magic for a fuck it if it works I'm just gonna take it and do it uh-huh. you know what I mean it's almost like I, I swear like well hold on hold on there's right, a book so, in the future yeah that I'm gonna write called crass magic and it's crass about magic it's about you know the punk rock ethos uh-huh is chaos magic, you know? Right. And it's not like, sure, the Sex Pistols and Ramones might have been start, cited for starting it, but Tom Waits is punk as fuck. You know what I mean? Tom Waits is punk as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's become so much more than just... The attitude has become so much more than just the, you know, the three-chord structure. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so, okay, hold on. We totally got off track. Sorry. What happened to Disinfo? Give us... Oh, yeah, yeah. Give us, like, the brief... Because I know you've talked about this a lot. I know that so it's been written about... So I had that on, uh, on Pragmagic, and right. we talk about it. Uh, and the, the briefest version of it is... But the briefest version is that copyright. We copyright. Disinfo got fucked because people were, you know, kind of taking pictures. I think Thad used the... Uh, example of Doctor Strange, uh-huh. like use Doctor a uh, picture of Doctor Strange on a you know article about sorcery, and imagine doing that for years. Oh, so you get copyright struck for like years, oh. uh, you know, yeah. three articles a day for years of content, and it was just they, there's no manpower. Nobody was getting paid really. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't. It had become just this kind of, kind of fucking dark web message board for trolls for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Not in the articles, but in the comment right, right. sections. I mean, when Thad uh, turned comments off for the articles, I was like, it's coming any day now. Yeah. Like, huh. I think it just got too unruly, too crazy. And nobody was getting paid, man. No one, you know, like. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. How is that possible? There must have been advertising revenue. There must have been... Oh, yeah, yeah. There was. There's... I don't know. I don't know. That is really the guy that talked to. And we do talk about it on yeah. Pragmagic. All but right. So he, basically, copyrights killed this And there was this other weird... I was kind of caught up, too. There was... The real juicy stuff. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that talked about this on another podcast. But I forgot to talk to him about it, even though I was involved in it. On my podcast was... There was this rogue contributor where... He was coming in to like help with the marketing, and he would write these kind of these articles stylized as uh-huh. an article, but really they were ads. And so the first time I oh. saw this, I wrote a scathing thing to the writer or to Thad. I was like, "How 
how could you allow this? This is an art. This is an ad. You know, this uh-huh, is bullshit. Uh-huh. It's deceiving. Blah blah blah. And Thad was like, "Yeah, we're just experimenting. You know, we're trying to work." It was, you know, I totally understood after I talked to Thad about it. Mm-hmm. But the writer of that article would go on to like take over the social media Uh-oh. and hold it ransom <laughs> from like all the disinfo knots. Uh-huh. Uh, would hold the login for the you know the WordPress engine. Oh no! Ransom, and this was like <laughs> the copyright strike thing came in completely sideways. Uh-huh. Like all of this shit was going on, like it was imploding, and the copyright strike came in from nowhere, as if it wasn't going to burn already. It just uh-huh. said, you know. Oh man! So you know, Thad jokes about this too. Uh, you know, he's like, I often wonder if it was, you know, got hexed. You know, mm-hmm. like, and yeah, there was a lot of. There was a lot of bad sauce in that. Well, in that you know. Well, it's gonna be missed. It's too bad it's gone. It was I a mean, great resource for a while. And yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's a few sites that I think kind of inch towards it. You know, Reality Sandwich or something. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Rune Soup even, but even that's yeah. you know more. That's of more a just blog. one guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's what I wanted with the hallowed to use. We have you know this website mm-hmm. and we were putting out you know compilations and putting out original content writing mm-hmm. all of this stuff and it was like well like let's get yourself and Alex and other writers and people just to kind of contribute and knowing what I know from working with disinfo you know avoid I've, copyright issues <laughs> avoid copyright <laughs> issues but also like there's I see an AdSense idea to be more fair with you know compensation once mm-hmm. it hits a point you know what i mean like right. there it was a good testing or learning ground for kind of running your own things to not do yeah yeah, yeah. are you looking for more writers always yeah right. yeah cool uh, well. yeah absolutely and the only thing is uh uh you know just a kind of intent about some metaphysical Mm-hmm. thing behind whatever but you okay. know post photographs like yeah. we've got a folklore about it that's that's great you know
And we're back. That was a Dakota Slim song. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. It was... We'll just... Yeah. Yeah. It was off Cactus Crown. Yeah. Uh, there'll <laughs> be a link... I haven't decided which one yet. Yeah. <laughs> we'll figure that out later. Yeah. <laughs> but there'll be a link to Cactus Crown in the show notes, too, so you can go buy it and, uh, and support musicians. Well, I also, too, am doing a sub-podcast on Pragmagic called Audiomancy. Uh-huh. And I've put out... Uh, as an episode, the full We the Hollowed audio sigil we did was like uh-huh. a compilation that a member did uh-huh. with bands or musicians within the collective, but experimental in that it you know it was woven together as a singular thing. And so the last audiomancy thing I did, which is the last episode that's on Prague Magic, was Cactus Crown in full. Oh, yeah, cool. So the album in full as it was meant to be listened to because it's all tied together and, mm-hmm. you know, meant to be listened to in one, one foul swoop. Cool. But, yeah. So, um, uh, oh, we just had something that we were going to talk about when we came back, and I was like, save that, save that. Oh, shit. What were oh, we- uh, yeah, so the Disruption Generator. The Disruption Generator with yeah. Eric Millar. Eric Millar, Eric J. Millar. Yeah, so we were talking about Eric J. Millar. We, uh, me, our friend Alex from the Alex Cast is working with Eric in different facets. He's, he's illustrating for me. I've been working on this book slash comic for over a decade. Mm-hmm. It's been my precious, you know, like yeah. masterwork, you know, blah, blah, blah kind of thing. Uh-huh. And I've used this new uh, huge life shift this huge seismic shift to be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish the, the draft of it, mm-hmm. finally, after, you know, getting fucking drawers and boxes full of research and all, this, all notes and stuff, and I'm gonna write about doing it, because uh-huh. um, I was inspired by this uh, Steinbeck book, where he's writing uh, East to Eden at the time. But to help motivate him to do so, he wrote letters to his friend every day uh-huh. before he'd, and after he'd sit down and write the book. And I was using that kind of as a guiding post to for wethehollow.org. It's called Zobra. Uh-huh. And writing about all the shit that's happening in my life in this kind of like blue-collar, you know, low-class artistry, what it's taking somebody to kind of get the wherewithal to do that on top of everything. Because, mm-hmm. you know, Steinbeck like, he's talking about like, oh, I had some tea today. Oh, my wife was a little weird, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, he was already set up. Like, he was meant, he was, that was his job was just to write this book. Yeah. And so, my thing is, you know, going through all the crazy bullshit day to day and some heavy stuff and Eric is illustrating that article. Oh. So, we've done three so far where he's, you know, it's just, he's, he's amazing. He's a brilliant guy. So then the, um... And then, yeah. The, so how does that tie into the uh, Disruption Generator? So it all ties in because it's We the Hallowed, you know. Uh-huh. But the Disruption Generator, so when, when Eric and I got together and I offered the platform to him, mm-hmm. you know, to like, you know, do your thing, whatever you want to do. And he was, you know... His first thought was he was going to construct an oracle deck, but he was going to do it in a way where he'd use a random word generator, Mm -hmm. and whatever word it picked up, he was going to illustrate a card. And that would be... And he would post it on We the Hollowed, Monday through Friday, 
a day. Uh-huh. And it was like 40 or 60 in uh, where he was, you know, I'm finally going to cap it at 120-something. You know, almost double what uh, regular Arcana, you know, tarot oh, yeah, deck yeah. would be. A huge. That's a huge deck. And so now we're seeing the end. Uh, he has them all finished, and he print. Uh, Alex printed the decks. And so uh-huh. on the last episode I had with Alex we actually used it for the first time like so used it, it to actually read. Exists it now. actually exists oh, and man. it's it's amazing. It's it's brilliant to be on the ground up of this Oracle deck. And I love it because it's so free of the archetypal ideologies that come you know right, the because it's heavy just, it's random academia. words. Yeah. How does he pick the words? Like what what it's, what are they? Some word generator he uses like online or something. Uh-huh. But yeah. what's the most unusual word for instance do you Oh well like he had the last few were um, private uh, crater um, you know there's like guru uh-huh. uh there's you know it's completely random but yeah. not in the most beautiful sense, you know the mm-hmm. It's kind of from the school of Burroughs and Geisen, like the cut-up, you know, where they're yeah. finding the third mind. They're finding, like, the collective idea of this, like, beautiful collaboration, and it's just kind of randomized. But huh. they're finding the language within the randomization and cutting up and making new things from some stuff. So well, I can't wait to see that. It's going to be great, yeah. And we have plans for, you know, printing. He wants to do it as a book some like bibliomancy kind of way mm-hmm. of doing the cards where you kind of flip through and use a journal and so we're going to uh, we haven't announced it at all but basically we're in the process of he's talking about doing a short run of actual mm-hmm. hardcover books and we're going to oh, wow. test the water that yeah, sounds cool and break into more of the publishing side of yeah. with Alad, So that sounds really cool yeah it's exciting man I love it like I love everyone a part of We The Hollows just bringing so much I mean you that Emerald Tablets like even just like reposting mm-hmm. shit that you've done and having it within that vicinity is like exactly what I loved about Disinfo. yeah you know that's so cool that's it's really awesome it's completely disparate you mm-hmm. know but there is a tether nice yeah well, I look forward to seeing what happens with We The Hollowed as it, as it goes along. I think it's got a lot of potential, and mm-hmm. I think that... Because um, you got Stephanie Quick writing for yeah, you now. Yeah, that's no, that exciting. was great. Yeah, no, she's, she's a fascinating lady. No, she's she's great, you know? Yeah. Coming from that anthropological kind of side. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, she's been doing these 101 posts, which I think are just so necessary for all the stuff we get into. You know, because we're, we're original content. Uh-huh. Like, you know that. Like, every everything that we've all been participating in has been from us right has been things that we've been doing and i think the hard thing is it can be a little lost in the weeds for people that are kind of coming to mm-hmm. we the hollowed and checking it out and being like what the fuck like, is yeah, going like, on where do yeah. i find you know what, what's the direction or yeah 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 so she's been doing you know on her own volition she's been doing these like 101 articles where she did one on liminality and the last one she did was on sex magic uh-huh. and there's just beautiful little you know, articles kind of talking what is, about What is them. Sex Magic 101? Is that sort of like the birds and the bees of sex yeah, magic? It's no, <laughs> it's just more like talking about the confluence between uh-huh. occult and sexuality. and uh-huh. But, you know, very concise. And so we want to... I've been talking to her about, you know, putting another... Like what I did with the disruption generator was I made a little sub-web 
site mm -hmm. where all the cards are collected and all the articles and stuff talked about it. Mm -hmm. and I want to do one for 101 and like your thing on the Emerald Tablets would be in there. And these like yeah. very concise like introductory, introductory things. Like yeah. how to get started with this. How, exactly. to, how to get yeah, your yeah. feet wet with yeah. this particular... It's important. Yeah. You know? I, it's really easy for us to get lost in the you know crazy uh, mm -hmm. ratitudes as I call them <laughs> of you know the occult and I, to me the biggest point of all of it was to make it less of a not less of an academic thing but less more more of a approachable uh -huh. kind of situation you know yeah. using art as the vector for that but you know it would be great if we got educational yeah yeah that sounds great well, let's uh, let's uh, wrap stuff up. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about like how do people find you online? Well, uh, you can go to my personal website is keatsross.com, but I urge everyone to check out We the Hollowed, and that's wethehollowed.org. Mm -hmm. My music is at dakotaslim.net, mm -hmm. and God, what else? Oh, and obviously Pragmagic. Which is, yeah, which <laughs> pragmagic.com, and right. Pragmagic is you know my. That's that's my favorite. It's it's more of my audio grimoire. So that that's a way to get to know what I'm interested in or what I'm doing or who I'm talking to. That's the All podcast right. is a way to do it. That sounds good. Well, thanks so much for um, being so patient with uh, with me oh, and waiting ditto. this long to be on my podcast. Oh, you kidding, man? It's such an <laughs> honor. I, I really appreciate well, it. Well, I'm, I'm glad that I was that I was able to finally. Uh, motivate myself to have you on I, <laughs> I know that my my uh, episodes have been releasing ways like really slowly lately and i need to kind of me too i gotta have you back actually. yeah i'd love to uh we talked to the, when i was on your podcast mm -hmm. we talked about uh some we talked about something um about like a continuing series that you wanted to yes. have me so, do so we should figure out what that was so it ties back into the educational thing uh -huh. but prag magic is poised to turn into a video uh kind of medium so not just podcasting but it, i want it to be you know a youtube channel where we'll have i have a great idea educational thing it could yeah. be uh uh, uh, occult interviews in a hot tub. We could sit in a hot tub, drink champagne, mm -hmm. talk about the occult. Yeah, I, I don't think that'll scare anybody off. <laughs> I think it'll keep us elitist. <laughs> All we need now is a hot tub. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. No, we should just, just do a bathtub. Waterproof. <laughs> you should do a bathtub and an apartment. Sitting on opposite sides. Yeah. Like one of those old tin. And a yeah, not even a claw foot. Just yeah. Just stuck like a in the big corner old of a, tub. Yeah. We'll have the shower on because the faucet doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's on our yeah. on our chest hair. Yeah, we so need some waterproof simple. mic. Do they make waterproof microphones? I'm not sure they got Ziploc bags. And just put yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> Ghetto hot tub. Yeah. Uh, occult podcast. Cool. Uh, the next phase. I love it. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on, and um, and we will totally uh, see you again. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to My Alchemical Bromance. You can find us on the web at myalchemicalbromance.com. You can find us on Stitcher and iTunes. 
and YouTube and uh, maybe Spotify. You can support us if you'd like to. In fact, we would love for you to support us through the Arnomancy Patreon. You can find a link in the show notes or on the website. It's patreon.com slash Arnomancy for just a buck a month. Uh, Tune in next time and see you soon.